Hi, welcome to Project Healing, a podcast whose mission is to shed light on true self-care, healing our inner demons, and connecting the world in deeper and more meaningful ways. We all have a story to share, and we're very excited to be a part of helping everyone to share their own along the path of their healing journey. I'm your host, Katherine Galvin, psychic medium and intuitive healer, and with me, I have my co-host. I'm Jenna Korzynski, empathic psychic medium and intuitive soul coach. I believe that we have to feel our pain in order to heal it, and that community is a large part of that process. Speaking our truth and riding the waves of life is how we heal, and we welcome you to do the same. This is Project Healing. We'd like to do a quick shout out to our Patreons, Catherine Kendall, Manuela Cardenas, Rue, Katie Duvetter, Janet Adams, Chelsea Ayers, Katie Nicholson, and Samantha Sanguinetti. Thank you so much for your support. And if you are interested in joining our Patreon, we do have multiple tiers available, which include personalized readings, Reiki healing, and monthly group readings as well. So head on over to patreon.com and become a supporter of Project Healing so that we can connect on a more personal level. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to Project Healing. How are you, Jenna? (laughs) I'm doing all right. How are you today? Clearly, I'm doing all right. (laughs) She's got the sing song. I do. You started it. Oh, it's not true. I'm singing Spice Girls looking for my headphones. Mm. Yeah, we do a lot of singing around these parts. We do. We do. Some of us. It's not good singing, but it's singing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Get out my head, girl. Get out my head. The struggle. Jenna had a really cool idea about what to talk about with everyone today. And it's actually really interesting, shockingly, that we were kind of on the same path with this. Because earlier today, I was thinking about how with mediumship, the goal is always to heal. And that there's a lot of taboo around psychic readings and medium readings and how people think they're just like going for fun, right? But it's not. It offers so much more than that. So Jenna made an interesting point that we're not helping just the people here on Earth heal. We're helping the spirits on the other side heal as well. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. This actually came up for me. I I was listening to another podcast and um, they were talking about the experience that they had visiting a psychic village. that is escaping me right now. Lilydale. What is it called? Lilydale. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's the one. Lilydale, New York. Um, and the experience that they had there. And honestly, it wasn't the greatest experience. Um, and it kind of it kind of made me a little angry because um, the person that was hosting the podcast was talking about how when they went there, um, they started reading for people and they didn't like really know much about Lilydale. So they, they were like, oh, I wanted to be a guest reader. And they basically got reprimanded for saying that a spirit that they had connected with was in turmoil. And they were told that like, well, that's not how we do things here. Like we don't want to send people away from a reading um, with like 
a feeling that their loved one is not okay. Like we want everybody to think that their loved ones are okay. And I was instantly like, wait, what? Because I mean, I'm not going to speak for Catherine, but I am going to speak for Catherine and say that like, we're brutalist (laughs) when it comes to reading and connecting. And if I find a spirit that maybe needs some help, like, I feel like that's part of what my job is. So I'm not just always going to be love and light and your loved one is perfectly content on the other side. Right? I mean, a lot of them are. I would say a lot of them are. A lot of them have. Yeah. But there are times that we play a role in helping um, through that healing process for both the person that we're reading and the person um, that is on the other side. So that's what prompted me to want to talk about that because – First of all, I didn't even know that was a thing of like, you know, don't give any bad news about a spirit. I was like, oh, well, I'm just going to be honest because that's who I am. Yeah. You know, when I was taught, it was the message that you're delivering should be one of healing. It should offer something for their highest good. Yes. If it's, if it's absolutely, if you're reading something for, say, you're reading for Charlie and Charlie wants to talk to her grandfather and turns out her grandfather was a pedophile. Maybe that's not in Charlie's highest good to know, but you're going to psychically going to intuitively know if Charlie's ready to hear that or not. And more so her guides probably aren't going to bring that information to you if she's not ready to hear it. But the second point to this is that if Charlie's brother, Henry was sitting there with her, Maybe it's in Henry's highest good to know this. So maybe that would come up in a reading yeah. for him instead. Do you know what I'm trying to say there? So it's it's like yes. we're not here to deliver just things of peace, love, and light. Like people think that that you're going to get a reading and grandma's always going to say she's right next to you, cheering for you, schnookums, right? It's not. It's not always like that. <laughs> If Granny was a pissed off asshole on yeah, Schnickums. Granny was a pissed off asshole on this side of the sun, she's a pissed off asshole on the other side, more than likely. In my opinion. In my experience. (laughs) Yeah, I think it depends on their the amount of time like that has occurred between the time that they've crossed, but just from my experience as well, is like I know that there are lessons for us on the other side and it depends on when we connect with that energy, what lessons they have come through. Right. Um, But I want to go back to like delivering messages for the highest good. So what I have found, and this is why this whole thing kind of shocked me of like, Oh no, we don't deliver messages like that of somebody that's kind of unsettled on the other side. If a message is coming through that someone needs help with healing, um, most often I think it has to do with the generational like lineage as well. So maybe what they needed to heal from in their lifetime didn't get healed with them. So now this message is coming through for granddaughter or sister or aunt or whoever the person is that we're reading for because it's part of their journey to do the healing um and to put the work in i'm laughing at Catherine, and i can't this is why we can't do video guys you guys can't see us we can see each other and sometimes strange things happen and we just laugh at each other so that's what's happening right now. 
What's all going on over there? You got baby and the microphone. Yes, all I can hear is him going, ugh, ugh, drinking his bottle. And I guess <laughs> this is not going to translate well into the show. I'm so sorry. And on my end, I can't hear that at all. So I was like, oh, what is she, like, what am I saying that's funny? <laughs> I have to today, too. I'm so all sorry. right. No. Right. Ancestral lineage and healing. Yes. And I got to show you the card that I pulled. I was thinking maybe I'd pull a card for today's um, episode. If we didn't have anything planned, the card is Break the Chain Ancestral Patterns Healing Rewriting the Future. Perfect, perfect, perfect card for today. And you definitely pulled that card for me in one of our first readings, and I will never forget it. So that card haunts me Um, (laughs) in a good way and not in a bad way, in a good way, a good haunting, a positive haunting. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I think that, I don't know, for anybody out there that is also potentially a psychic medium and is worried about delivering a message that is not you know, love and light and angels and butterflies, I personally feel like that's okay. If if it's going to help the person or the family lineage, whatever it is, if it's going to help in some way, I think what's important is like Catherine said, we've got to get to the healing part of it. So if grandma is still in turmoil, why? What What is the reason that grandma is still in turmoil? Are there issues within the family dynamic that are currently happening that she's upset with? Is somebody struggling with their healing over her loss? Um, did she maybe cause some issues within the family that she's not at rest about because it's still a pertinent issue for those that are still living? You know, there are so many things. Um, so, how do we how do we help? How do we help as mediums? What is it that we do? I'm asking Catherine and she's looking was, at me like, is that a question? Or is I wasn't really sure if that was a question or not. <laughs> I it's in the word. It did sound rhetorical. We're, we're a medium. I mean, we are like the counselor. We're the middle ground. We're there to help deliver the message so that people can find that understanding have you have you ever had a reading where the person who's the spirit on the other side is being called to talk to someone they don't actually really want to talk to i have to think about this for a minute Mm. okay well i don't know maybe I don't know. I don't know if I've ever had it like delivered to me that way. I've had situations where I, you know, like say someone really wants to talk to grandpa and grandpa comes through and grandpa's like, oh, tell your brother, blah, 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 and blah. I've had that happen where the message is not necessarily for the person that I'm reading. It's for someone else. But um, so here's the thing, like, well, in my opinion, like I will always put the call out there. But I I always say it's like a cell phone, like they might not necessarily answer. So in my experience, if somebody doesn't want to speak with who I'm reading for, they just may not show up. Like that particular person just may not show up. That makes sense. So in this experience that I'm thinking of, I had someone who wanted to talk to a grandmother and she was basically, the grandmother came through in kind of like a belligerent way. And I 
I remember asking the person sitting for me, I was like, hey, was your grandma kind of, oh, I don't really know how to say this without being offensive. And she goes, my grandma was a straight up B-I-T-C-H. I went, oh, okay. <laughs> That's, I feel that. And the grandmother wanted her granddaughter to know that the granddaughter had to get her shit together and stop blaming everyone else for her problems. So that was essentially a message of higher good. But if someone were to not want to deliver a message of that caliber, then that woman may have completely missed that message just because granny showed up as an angry psychopath. Psychopath. <laughs> but psychopath. <laughs> That's the see? amped up version of psychopath. <laughs> psychopath. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying, right? So that's a message that they would have maybe yeah. declined to bring through. And I have always learned that it's your me- it's your job to bring the message that's brought. It's not your job to decide. Yes, absolutely. I've had that happen too, actually, in readings where I get done and I, or like, you know, I deliver whatever messages are coming forward and then we get toward the end of the reading and I'm like, you know, any other questions? Is there anything, is there anything else you want to know? And people are like, oh, well, I hoped that they would have said this. Um, and I also feel that sometimes like we don't get the same messages that you may get if you tap in yourself. Okay, so you may tap into grandma and feel a certain um, way of like feel not a feel a certain way, but feel a certain message is coming from her like, oh, I'm really proud of you. And I'm so happy that you started school. If you are feeling that, then go with that. That's the message that you are receiving from grandma. But that's not necessarily the message that Catherine and I are going to receive from grandma, especially if she's already delivered that message to you and you have acknowledged it. Yes, she feels she doesn't have to say that again. She's already expressed that. That's so funny because, and I know I bring her up a lot on here, but if you guys haven't checked out Inner Bloom podcast and Ambrosia Matthews as a psychic medium, fantastic, fantastic human being. She, um, it's a weird way to describe somebody, huh? She's a fantastic human being, but she, when I first connected (laughs) with her. She's made really well. She's made really well. (laughs) She's a well-designed human. (laughs) So anyway. The first time she read for me, she she said that she like divulged to me that I was psychic and I wasn't paying attention and I was on all the time and all of this. And then at the end, she goes, is there anything that we didn't get to that you wanted to talk about? I said, yeah, I just wanted to say hi to my grandma. And she goes, you don't need me for that. <laughs> so listen to your listen. And she said that because I was capable of and had already been connecting with her. I was just unaware of it. So don't let that deter you from like booking your reading with her because she's fantastic. Fantastic, I would say. Why am I obsessed with that word today? <laughs> she's really good at what she does. And that's that was my um is my mentor in psychic mediumship. Yes. She is amazing. Um I had a reading fantastic? with her as well and it was I said she's amazing. I fantastic is your word for describing Ambrosia today. My word for describing her is amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's kind of uh, intense. Like how? I mean, not that we're we're not spot on, but it, it's nuts. I mean, you know Ambrosia now on a different level. I didn't. I didn't know her at all. You know, and so I was like, whoa, this is 
crazy. It's all, you know, we know what we can do, what we're capable of, but it's always impressive when somebody else is able to do the same thing. I really. It always blows my mind as well, what people are capable of doing in their connection with spirit. And that's also to say that when you have a reading with someone who maybe can't connect with a loved one for you, don't assume that that medium is bad at what they do. Sometimes spirits on the other side are more comfortable coming through to other people. In fact, one of my students actually had success pulling through someone, pulling through my grandfather on my dad's side, who no one else had ever brought in. And I thought that was just incredible. I was shocked that she had even pulled him in because he has never shown himself to anyone else ever. It was really, it was in the messages that she was able to give because of that. So spirit's going to resonate with different mediums as well. Definitely. Yes. Energy matches itself, basically. So that is definitely true. You can have a reading with Catherine and she can pull Aunt Tilly and Aunt Gladys. And I might have a reading with you and pull Uncle Bob and Uncle Frank. And um, (laughs) it, it really if we can't pull the opposite energies, like it doesn't say mean that like, oh, well, they have different talents or anything. It's just that that energy resonated with us more. And it also usually means that whoever we're pulling has a message for you in that moment. Um, I've had people say, oh, uh, you know, I really want to connect with my grandmother and grandma doesn't come through at all. But I get like, a best friend that they lost or a cousin yeah. or some somebody else. And it's because that's the person that has the message for them. Um, but just overall, I think that part of a big part of our job is also helping spirit heal. It's not just about the healing process for our clients and those that we are reading. It also has to do with helping spirit Um, get those messages through if they're not able to do that on their own so that we can help their loved ones start whatever processes that they need to take to um, better themselves and reach for the highest part of themselves. What's interesting about that is that I find with, especially with suicide readings, those offer a lot of healing for those on the other side as well because I hesitate on this. I've had experiences where the spirit who committed suicide in their human form, they have regret about it. They typically, in my experience, I haven't had a reading with someone who was on the other side who committed suicide who was okay with the way that they chose to end things, at least not right away. And it's it's often that the way that they need to heal, the first thing that comes through is making sure that their loved ones know it wasn't their fault. And that's that's the yes. most that's the most common I find. And when when I read someone who has committed suicide, my sign for that is them with their head in their hands, knowing that they're they've passed. That's typically them saying that Yes, they wanted to end things, but no, they didn't really understand the finality of their decision. So it's kind of showing them and allowing them that connection with their loved ones, especially like their mothers or or like their siblings. It's huge to be able to show 
them that their loved ones are going to be okay and that they are still thought of and that no one's mad at them. Or maybe they are, but you're able to kind of play the the mediator and all of that. Yes. And have those conversations that they wouldn't otherwise get to experience. And you're right. That helps spirit. And it also helps um, the person, the people that we're reading for. Um, And I've had the same experiences actually, as far as um, like the feelings around it. I've had people straight out tell me that they tell me that they don't regret like their decision for their for themselves, but they mm-hmm. regret the impact that it had on everyone else. So I've seen a, a little bit of both. And then I've had people that have straight out been like, what did I do? Yeah. Um, and same thing with overdoses. Honestly, yes, I've experienced that with that. overdoses too. Um, people that um, are really in a lot of turmoil because they're so frustrated with the fact that their own actions um, cause, you know, that yeah, final, those final moments, you know, and um, I think that's really hard. And honestly, I feel peace when I get done with those readings just because I have the ability to send them back into light and knowing yeah. that like I'm helping send you into light and that like I I don't know about you but I, maybe this isn't the best practice so if anybody's listening that's a medium maybe don't do this but I always let them know that like if they need support like they've already connected with me so feel free to reach out at some point if they have a message and um that's just something that I do because I feel like it's part of my mission to help that um because that suicide and drug overdoses are pretty close to my heart because of personal experiences that I've had. Catherine's giving me the eyeballs like, you crazy mofo, you open. You leave yeah. what door open? <laughs> I am. Definitely. But that's to say that we're different. We're just different in that way. I know the first time I connected yeah. to someone who lost their son to an overdose, the question was whether it was a suicide or an overdose. And the healing that could be provided to that spirit to let the mother know that it was not a suicide, it was so beautiful, you know? Yeah. You And you don't want either one of those to happen to your child. But at the end right. of the day, to know that they weren't consciously making that decision to end things, it's, it's got to help a little bit, I suppose, to know that, like, because you can't help but think this is partly my fault. I'm the mother, you know? It doesn't matter if it's logical or not. That strikes everybody's mind. Whether you're able to wipe it from your thoughts or not, it hits your train of thoughts somewhere in that journey. It just does. So I would imagine, I suppose I don't really know because I've never been there, but I, we all blame ourselves for things that are beyond our control. And I know in that particular reading, what I could offer was so much more than that for both sides than it had ever been. However, the intensity of reading for someone who has lost a child, that that is some yeah. powerful emotion. And that may be why my experience is not to leave that door open because I'm someone who really takes – and I know this is like typical of an empath, but I feel it's something that I can't let it go. 
So maybe you can shut that mm-hmm. off and like go on about your day and then like, oh, hey, look at homies here to talk again. But for me, it just it's incessant and I dwell and then I physically feel ill. And that's more of my like, OK, it's cut. It's cut because I can't. Yeah. Yeah. I have really strong boundaries that I honestly set before I even know that I was capable of doing all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so like when I say that, like I leave the door open, I always, if I leave a door open for someone, I leave that door open with boundaries. So yeah. it's not that they can just tap in to me whenever I would never, ever, ever do that type of thing. Um, but it kind of is one of the things that goes along with my boundaries. Like if I am in meditation and I'm opening myself up to spirit and you have a message that needs to be delivered, feel free to hit me up. Send, shoot me a text, shoot me a spiritual text, homie. You right. Do that. <laughs> Come and knock on our door. <laughs> you know the song, right? Yeah. I don't ask me to sing the rest. Cause I, nope, I can't do that. Oh. But <laughs> Kath Vale, when we're brought loved ones on the other side, more often than not, okay, they're giving messages that have to do with like personal things that they've experienced and all of that. But ultimately, too, a lot of these things that come up are things that repeat through their family ties, through their lineage. And that's where them being able to witness healing of their loved one who's still on earth, they're also able to give advice and help them kind of navigate away from repeating these things. They're able to see what they've learned on the other side, how they could have done things differently and help steer their loved one away from that and help them to break these chains and patterns. Yes, definitely. And also provides um, an opportunity for them to continue to be a part of the lives of the people that um, feel that great loss Um from, from losing them, you know, I mean, I just, I'll use myself as an example. I lost my grandmother when I was 20 years old. So I didn't have any children at that time. I, you know, life was pretty smooth sailing. Jenna at 20 years old, it was, you know, more like free for all at that time. I didn't long for that that like grandmotherly advice at 20, 21, 22. Now, you know, as a mom, this is when I'm like, oh, I wonder what grandma would think about that. And being able to connect in that way, um, it also provides them joy because they get to be a part of our life as we, you know, move through different phases. Um, And I also, I find that very helpful as well um, for spirit when they get to have form that connection and be a part of who you are now versus who you were when um, they passed. Just in being able to validate the signs that your loved ones are giving, that their loved ones are giving them on the other side too. Like, oh, well, I asked my grandma to send me a hummingbird, but I don't really know. I haven't seen them. And grandma's like, motherfucker, I showed you a, a hummingbird on a magazine cover. That was it. <laughs> like, we're able to yes. like, show them that and say like, hey, I am trying to communicate with you. I'm here. I'm here. I'm trying to talk to you. This is how I'm doing it. And then you like you bridge that gap so that they don't necessarily need you to intervene anymore. They're able to say like, okay, this is how I know grandpa's here. This is how I know grandma's here. This is how I know my mom's here. Something like that. Yes. I agree. Talking about helping here, it's 
helping spirits heal on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I'm totally I sober. love when we help here at Spiel. <laughs> <laughs> when we help spirits heal. <laughs> I had an idea the other day. So if you follow me on TikTok, I am in the process of choosing a serial killer to interview on the other side to talk to about why they did what they did and how they did what they did. Not necessarily the gruesome details of the how, but it's more like a psychological, like in a in a psychology type way, not in like a psycho thriller way. In interviewing the serial killers and getting like the psychological understanding of what they're doing and why, I think it's going to offer an opportunity to understand more so of a, a brain that's not wired correctly. So speaking of helping spirits heal, I, if you follow me on TikTok, have invited people to let me know who their most adored, I say that lately, serial killer is. And I'm going to interview them on my soon-to-launch YouTube channel and I would like to know more of what their thoughts were when they were doing these things, of why they did them in their mind. Why did they do them? Because it's not going to be an answer that fits what someone with a, we'll say normal in air quotes like you and I, what fits our mind. It's going to be outside of that state of normal. But what drives them? What fuels them? What was it that they got out of it? That's what I'm hoping to gain from it. I don't want to see and relive all the slasher details. Like, that's not my goal here to disrespect the victims or anything like that. It's for a broader understanding. And I hope that it allows them some sense of healing as well. Does that make sense? Or does that sound totally out there? No, it makes sense. I mean, your desire to connect with serial killers in general always sounds out there to me. But that's just me. I... I, that's just me. I'm all set with like the murder mystery serial killer business, and that's totally your jam. <laughs> that so. is my jam. I know. <laughs> you no, know, it's so messed up. I used to when I would first start doing readings. They say to like raise your vibration in some way before you start. Right. So for me, I would listen to like a crime junkie podcast or something. <laughs> it always got my adrenaline pumping. I think that's what it is. Yeah. See, and I can't listen to stuff like that or watch stuff like that because I instantly get connected to the yeah. victims and then yeah, I go no, down same. the rabbit hole of like trying to help every victim out yeah, there and I can't do true. it. Yeah, that's true. I guess I have boundaries around that. <laughs> but um, I definitely have been feeling jumpier the last few days. So I think that I, I need to watch that energy and I haven't been looking at all of the comments of help me find this person and help me do that. I'm just – I'm only looking at what I'm – drawn to and that's it otherwise i feel drained on that sense too of like who can i help who can i how can i pick this person but not that person do you know yeah yeah so yes definitely yeah that's that we help everybody heal right this is like it's like um no i'm not gonna go there i'm gonna backtrack and eat the stupid thought before (laughs) it goes out there progress See, everybody can change. All right. Well, thank you for saving us from that, whatever that was. 
<laughs> it's not just about the person sitting for you. It is about the person on the spirit on the other side. I always say person. I don't mean to, but I find that I always say person. Well, I mean, person. they're they're people. It's people. They're people. My speech today. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, they're fantastic. People. All right, Jenna, <laughs> they're fantastic. I am going to pull a conversation card for us this time. Is that okay with you? Nice. Do you already have one? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, perfect. No, I do not. I just have a crystal that I'm fiddling with over here. That's all. What is the most courageous thing I have done? Are you asking me first? I don't know who's going. Who's going first? You want me to go first? Okay. Well, the most courageous thing that I have done um, is walking away from my career that I spent the past 17 years in. That is brave. I would say that's the most courageous thing that I've done and the most recent courageous thing that I've done too because we're still in that If I knew how to insert fake applause, (laughs) I would. I'm I'm so proud of you. (laughs) It takes guts walking away from familiarity. The most courageous thing I have done is definitely staying in my marriage because it would have been really easy to walk away and we didn't. And now I realize that we're in this really empowered relationship that's very open and vulnerable and vocal and honest and and it's really incredible and it's not always easy but it's definitely been worth it so I think that took some balls to stay and I'm really glad and proud of the both of us that we did that's that awesome yeah that's that's huge I love it I love it And I'm so happy for you. Let me just say that because maybe you haven't heard that from anybody, but I feel like I need to tell you that as I am happy for you because I think that um, you you took a a leap of faith to like dive back in, right? Where you could have been like, well, I'm 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 out of this pool. I'm out of here. And to actually trust. um, That was huge. There's there's no bringing up old ghosts with that. Much like the rest of our lives, Jenna, that's all we do, right? Is bring up old ghosts. But um, uh, <laughs> all right, you guys, stay tuned because we will be linking my YouTube channel to hear all the spooky, gross, ghosty serial killer shit soon. Okay, all right. We'll check in next time with all, all right. of the dogs, babies, ghosts, whatever's happening in the background. Thank you for tuning in to Project Healing. Bye, guys. Oh,